What's up, guys? Happy 4th of July, and welcome to episode 30 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. As always, Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch. Yeah. Episode 30. Episode 30. That's think, as old as I am. I think that's what's the 30th anniversary is diamonds or something like that, or pearls. We got sheep's head. Sheep's head uh, stones, stones over here. Yeah, yeah that's so, basically the same thing. Right. In the fishing I mean, world, that's 30. That's 30 years. You get, your, get somebody sheep's head stones. You bet. Well, we had a tournament last weekend. Yeah, it was hot. Ooh. They were calling for hot weather, and it was hot weather. Yep. It actually wasn't as bad as what I thought. Like, no, in, in yeah. my mind, I, I was thinking by, you know, 11 o'clock, it's just going to be agonizing. And, you know, obviously, we're wearing the long sleeve. Uh, cooling uh, shirts yep, and stuff like that, the sun and, protection. And they worked. Yeah, they do. They really do. People might say, well, you got a long sleeve shirt on out here and that stuff. Why do you got something covering up your head? That material that it's made out of is really comfortable and actually does cool you down. Yep. Yeah, and and everybody in the tournament I think had it on. Right. Anymore, if you're going to be out on the water, really, you gotta have something like that on. It's there's no use of risking getting skin cancer yep. just to be out there fishing. I don't know. I'm the type of person. I'm not a big suntan sunscreen person. I don't Absolutely like putting not. it on me. Absolutely I mean, not. I don't. Yeah, you either. So those buffs, those shirts, those SPF shirts work better. That's really in my opinion. A, that's really a trend in the whole entire fishing industry, right. though. I mean, you you notice a lot more wide brim all the way around hats. Yep. You know the long sleeve. You know, I think hook fishing, which has really made a name as a as a staple in the fishing industry, started off just by doing you know the yep. special. Is it SPF shirts? Yep. SPF, SPF sun shirts. protection. Yep. yep. And I mean, you know, Columbia has got it. You know, Shields and Cabela's has got their own brands, and then there's all kinds of brands that are just popping up. Oh yeah, Blackfish uh, that are just specific for that stuff because a lot of guys don't, guys and girls don't like having to lather up and reapply it as the big thing. You forget you put it on once, it's like well you still got to reapply it later on. So it's just nice. You know, I have gloves that I wear that cover up the back of my hands because you don't really think about it until. You're out there all day, and also you get home, you look, and your back, your hands are bright red, and it's like, man, it kind of hurts a little bit. So I'll never say never, but I, I don't know if I could do gloves. I, I hate gloves I never, in the winter. I never I, thought I, I couldn't either until I started using them, and you kind of get used, get used to, to them. It. That, that's like anything. Uh, for the longest time at work, I would not wear earplugs. Right. And then all of a sudden, I started, and it only takes about two weeks. And all of a sudden, if you go five minutes without it, it's like, holy smokes, everything is loud. I think it's the same thing, you know, yep. with all this, with all safety gear. Once you yeah. get used to it, it it's good. But. And, that, and that's what it is. It's safety gear. It's protecting you. And uh, a lot of companies like Sims has something that they put into their fabric that's called a bug stopper. Yeah. It kind of supposed yep. to help repel, you know, repel bugs a little bit too. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, even I mean, even if it only works a little bit, right. you know. I mean, no one likes bugs. I'll tell you that for and free. And having to put a bunch of sun, or bunch of a uh, bug, bug spray. spray on. Yep, so. I, I hate bug spray. I don't like suntan lotion. I feel like once it's on my hands and I'm touching my baits, like I just kind of feel like I, I don't know that maybe the fish can right. smell it yeah. on the oh, lures. Yeah. And, well, and, heck, we were out there on Saturday and that one boat come rolling around, rolling by with all those people, and they were upwind of us. And you could smell the coconut. I mean, yep. I don't think they were drinking pina coladas. But I think that was uh, there's their sun. You can smell the sunscreen. We were quite a ways. Oh away yeah, from them. yep. So yeah, you know it was on their fingers, and you know it gets on their bait, and yeah, it, it 
for me personally, it's way easier to wear these long sleeve yep. shirts and the wide brim hats, sunglasses. Hell I, yeah. I mean, I, I've never been a sunglass wearing guy. And I got a set of Costas. And, and maybe it's because I had never had polarized lenses before. I've got the little cables that wrap around the back, and I just love that because I can pop them down around my neck and, and let them rest on my chest. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I really, really like wearing sunglasses now. If it's, I could, I'd be wearing them right now, but we're in my basement. so <laughs> You still could wear them. People yeah. don't know that. The huh. lights are bright enough. Yeah. You think people would think I was cool? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then next week I'll, cool or blind. I'll, I'll I don't know one of the two. <laughs> so, so no, I make sure that you, with this warm weather like that, just cover up. Like you said, a wide brim hat. A lot of people forget about that. I have trouble sometimes. Like I'll have a cap on, but like the, the tops, tops of your ears. your ears just get crisp. So that first tournament of the year, I burned the back of my neck so bad and the tops of my ears. And every tournament since, I think I've wore that that yep. Sims wide brim hat and. I don't know, it's kind of fun to wear, it makes you really feel like you're fishing, and I, I would much rather, the back of my neck just absolutely kills me, I know it gets burned all the time, mowing lawn, out fishing, whatever, and, you know, I, I've I've really kind of, with the whole skin cancer deal, obviously there's a lot more of it around nowadays than what there was before, we got to do something about it, and, and oh, you just gotta if wearing a cool hat is, is going to help me out. Right. And a lot of the sh- a lot of them make shirts with hoods on them now. Yep, and I I, got, I wear those. Yep. yep. And then I I don't have any of those because I have the buff that I can pull up. But sometimes that's not as you know that's kind of on your head all day and it kind of gets annoying in a way. So I, I was gonna buy one of the hooded ones just so like I can pull that up over my hat and my ears are covered and my neck is the back of my neck is covered up better. I notice that you are one that wears a buff. On a hot day when it's 95 degrees like what we dealt with on Saturday, humid as all get out, does it restrict your breathing after a while or, or don't you really notice that? Sometimes you can kind of tell. Yeah. I mean, it depends which buff you get. Some of the companies have ones that have like little breathing okay. holes yep. kind of cut into it. So that makes it a little nicer. Mine, I can't pull up too far. Otherwise, my glasses will start fogging up sometimes. Yep. So yep. that's something that can get annoying out there on the yeah water. definitely and like you said the glasses it, it, we talked about this after the tournament on saturday when we were coming back don't skimp on a pair of sunglasses i know nobody wants to spend a hundred 150 to 200 dollars on a pair of sunglasses because the old adage you know, i'm just gonna lose them right away but when you're out there on the water all day long you can tell the difference between wearing a pair of cheaper sunglasses to a more quality lensed sunglass. I mean, you don't have to spend, you know, there's other good ones that are $70, $80, but you can just tell the eye fatigue from it. Definitely. And and both me and you both wear Costa sunglasses. And, you know, they, they made their name in the fishing industry. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I was down in the Bahamas, actually, and my wife bought me a pair. Thank you, Cal. And, and I love them. But I do know a buddy of ours, Craig Euler, who really preaches shady rays and shady rays i think you can get a good set of polarized sunglasses for fifty dollars so you know you don't have to break the bank and and spend triple digits to get yourself a good set of sunglasses and yeah i look look into if you don't want to buy costas we recommend them but 
Shady Rays is another brand, and there's a hundred other brands out there. Look right. up polarized sunglasses on Amazon, and you probably find something. If if they're if they're seven dollars, they're probably not a great great <laughs> lens. But yeah, no, the yeah, tournament went good for you. Good for you, or good for me. Tough for you. I mean, you had your bites. <laughs> I I I had my opportunities. I. Yeah, we, we go back to our poll we did a while back, and what we discussed on here about would you not would you rather never lose a fish or never get skunked, and you would have rather have never, never lost, lost a fish, fish the just other like day. I said. And yeah, it two well, I only weighed one fish, three fish limit. Uh, I had one fish that I got clean back to the back of the boat. You were just about to scoop it with the net. I mean, it was within a foot of the net. And it got off. It wasn't your doings. I know you felt bad afterwards, but it, it, it was not your fault. I I still was planning on swinging it another few feet to get it closer to you. You couldn't get to the back corner of the boat, you know, because I was standing there. It, it wasn't your fault. That's just the way it happens. And, you know, at the time, it's like, well, I'll have more opportunities. And I did, but I couldn't capitalize on those opportunities. I brought three fish to the top of the water that got yeah. off. I broke two lines. I had plenty of, plenty of bites yeah. that, you know, I'd set the hook on and battle them for a split second, and all of a sudden they were gone. And I, I really, I've been thinking a lot about it, and I was using a medium uh, weight rod or yeah, strength rod. Action, yeah. And uh, I really think I needed a medium heavy. Yeah. And, you know, especially when we're flipping up underneath docks there, you know, you're setting the hook and you're trying to get them out from under the docks so that they're not wrapping around the, the poles and whatnot. And I just don't think I had the backbone to really get a good hook set in. Get a drive. And then you also were fishing with mono line, right? Monofilament. And there's that stretch there. So that combined with the medium action rod, you're not getting the hook penetration that you really need. At that, at that, this is flipping docks, flipping shallow cover is like hand to hand combat when you're going in there. It's like you want something nice and strong that you, when you get them, you set the hook hard so that hook drives home and you can pull them out of that cover. So that's what we're talking about as far as like medium, medium heavy action type rods. Well, I'll tell you this for free, Matt. It will not happen again because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Fisherman Factory outlet up in Okaboji has got a sale going this weekend. <laughs> and so, and I out. just so happened to get paid on Friday. Well, so, there we bam. Go. So, yeah, that one that you had... With about 15 minutes before oh, weigh-in. Oh my gosh! Don't that, remind but me. But that one, that one was one of those classic ones that you got the bite, you felt it, you set the hook, and instantly, I mean, before you could get any turns on that fish, it was already swimming up, coming at the top, and just did the tail jump across the water and through the hook, and it was just like that one. The fish just plainly won. Yep. I mean, when you you did everything you needed to do, the fish just did what it needed to do to get that hook out of its mouth. When we started this whole deal, or when we started that tournament, and I hooked the first fish right off right. the bat in the morning, I got myself a small mouth, and I'm like, I knew that you had said, after a while, we're going to go flip docks, and I'm thinking in my head, bam, like, I'll have my chance at a large mouth, and I'll have that classic picture <laughs> with one large mouth and one small mouth, and this is just going to be the coolest thing that ever happened. And it didn't happen, so, yeah, right. it... We caught walleyes. Yeah, that one time you you set the hook and it was like, "There's a fish," and I was like, "Oh, I got one too." And yeah, yeah. you said instantly, like, "It's a walleye," and it's like, "No, no." <laughs> I mean, when when does it happen that somebody's mad to catch a walleye? Right. 
and flipping docks, you wouldn't think that. No. Oh, we caught like three or four of them flipping docks. Yep. Yep. Walleyes, that was. I mean, so that was kind of crazy. Yeah, like you said, to start off in the morning right away and fishing for small mouse. That was the, the key to try to see if we could get three of them each and get going. You caught the first one. And then there's kind of a little bit of a lull in there. And we had a few bites. Yeah, I just... And, I was really having trouble when we were drop shot and detecting the bites, and that might have been there too. Been. It was a weird bite. I mean, we talked to Kobe Van Beek afterwards, and like he said, you knew when it was a walleye bite compared to a smallmouth bite. Yep. When you felt it, it was a walleye. Yep. When they'd come up there and they gave that thunk, and you felt it was a for sure bite, it was a walleye. Those smallmouths, sometimes they just come up there and they would just grab it. And you'd just be sitting there kind of shaking the drop shot and, or pulling it along. And all of a sudden you'd feel the weight on there. And it's like, well, it's either, it's, and it's just like, is it a rock? Is it not? Or is there, right. is the sinker caught on a weed or what? And you kind of keep pulling. And then and it was, it was tough bite to really detect. Yep. So. Yep. And, I, and uh, yeah. inexperience for me, you know, I mean, you've, you've done that yep. style of fishing a little bit more. And, and as far as drop shotting goes, I've drop shotted up around docks, you know, pitching up yum dingers or something like that. But farther out in the water column and actually really casting out and doing it, that that was a style that I had never done. Right. And um, yeah, so so it was a little bit tougher. I started off with I think a yum dinger. Yep, you had the yum dinger on. And uh, you started off with a, a zoom, zoom trick, trick worm, worm, a four inch zoom trick worm. Yep, and I had the the chartreuse tail on a brown i, I don't pumpkin know seed. pumpkin seed deal yeah. and and you were going with the june bug color yeah and really color. had had some good luck with the june bug color i switched over and uh yeah it, it was getting to be late enough in the in the day that the bite was starting to kind of turn off you were still right. catching them here and there but right. uh it, it was definitely tougher for me and uh but yeah once we got flipping docks that was a lot of fun flipping I, docks is fun i mean it's something that I need to get better at. That I don't know. You're pretty stinking good. But to get up further under those docks. Yeah. I mean, we're getting those fish out on the outer edges. And, you know, we were getting two, three-pound fish sometimes. But sometimes those big ones that you want are deeper in really there in, in the there. shadiest part of the dock. So you really got to get that bait up in there. And it's, it's an art form watching those guys that can skip docks and yep. do it efficiently. I feel like I can pitch up underneath the stuff, but to get it really far up underneath there, I don't know. Maybe there's just a little piece of me that it's just like, I don't want to have to break anything off. I don't want to get it way up in there and lose a and sinker a, and a hook and all that. So. Saturday up there, you know, when you're tinging a dock or, you know, <laughs> if you're getting close to hitting a boat or hitting a boat and, you know, all these people are sitting in their lawn chairs or they're out there on their docks anyways. And yeah. you don't want to be that guy that yeah. really whips one in there and smacks a boat. It's so I'll tell you what, I mean, if I was a homeowner and I was sitting up there, I mean, hey, I'm as pro fisherman as they come. But you go smack my boat, I mean, hey, we're oh, going to yeah, have issues, like, man. Hey, come on now. Yeah, exactly. So, Well, no, I, I ended up... Catching way in three small mouths, caught them all in the morning. There had one call during the day, which was a big call for me. I caught a 19 incher and was able to throw a 15 back. Yep. I think all my fish, I had a 19 and two 17s, and they were all basically about the same, weighed about the same. Uh, I ended up weighing 8.8 pounds, two ounces, good enough for third place, finish up there. So that was, 
that was kind of nice. I yep. was happy to go. You know, some people might be like, well, you only got third place. but Only? <laughs> you know, well, to finish in the money, any tournament that you finish in the money, that's always the goal. But, you know, some people think, well, a club tournament, it's either win it all or not win it all. Yeah. And Those talk- people have never won. That's right. <laughs> well, we yeah. talked about it. It's just, you know, having won the last tournament to come back, I didn't want to go out there and put a big old fat goose egg on there. And then the way pre-fishing was going, I was worried, yep. like, oh, man, this is going to be, yep. I don't know what's going to happen here. And But our buddy Colby Van Beek Colby, ended up winning. Colby. Yep, he shout did. out to Colby. His co-angler got first, first in the co-angler division, so... Yeah, Kobe Good day for that boat. came in for came in with a little over ten pounds for the win. I think big bass he had was four pounds four ounces. So yep. that was good. Very well deserving. So definitely, congratulations. Definitely. He's Kobe. always up there and, and always consistent, always and just a top notch dude. Yep. Great guy. So but yeah, so it's getting to be like I said, the end of the tournament, the weigh in, we come in and we are in Templar Bay and It was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a mess. We came in there. It was the ramp was busy. The parking lot was busy. It's the, it's that time of the year where people are getting out. People, you know, you got the pleasure boaters that want to go out there and enjoy the water. Hot day like that. There's nothing better than to jump into the lake. Definitely, and the bite is hot over on Spirit right. Lake it's right going, now. And, so and it was a combination. I mean, there was a lot of people there when we got to the ramp in the morning. There was already people. Yeah, that five were out. five a.m. It's dark, and there's I mean, the empty trailers already. Tons of them, and. So, I mean, that brings up what we wanted to talk a little bit about, too, is boat ramp etiquette. Yep. You know, the biggest thing is I think that everybody, there's people that are awesome at backing trailers up. You know, backing boats up and stuff like that. They can come in there and they can get it and like that. And then there's some people that are okay at it. And then there's some people that aren't very good <laughs> at it at all. I think the biggest thing that we all got to remember is patience. Yep. You know, there's, we've discussed before there's nothing if a person's nervous the way it is it doesn't help everybody stand there watching them or yelling or sitting there like getting all exaggerated and huffy and puffy it's not going to make the situation any better when how many times do you think that it's a husband in the boat and his wife who's only backed down a, or backed up a trailer five other times in her right. whole entire life when when she's done this exact same thing emily and i that We've had that over there before. She really wants to learn how to back the trailer down so, you know, we don't have to sit there and hold the boat on the dock while I run and get the trailer and then run back down there just to try to make it more efficient for everybody at the landing. Right. If it's a busy, if it's not a busy day, it's not a big deal. But if it's a busy day, you don't want to be taking up a dock spot while somebody else could be dropping somebody else off. Absolutely. Yep. So we've, that's one nice thing when we go up north, she likes to... We work on that because the ramps aren't busy yep. during the week, you know. And you get there. We've had it before at Okaboji where she's like ran up there and got it and come down there and it's busy and people are antsy. So yep, it's the big thing is just to have patience. Another thing too is when I was one day when I was over there last week pre pre fishing, some people came down. They pull up there with the boat to go to put it in the water well, they come wheeling up four people get out and they start getting everything ready right, right there, there. Yep. on the ramp itself it's just like uh oh, come on yep uh, yeah take your cover off beforehand if you've yep. got life jackets in the vehicle that you got to put into the boat right. put them in there beforehand do it in the parking lot pull into a parking spot get everything ready to go 
So all you have to do when you get down there, back up, unhitch, and, and ready to rock. And ready to rock. I mean, they started to back it in, and their back straps were still strapped to the trailer, and it's just kind of like, hey, you <laughs> might want to take work. those <laughs> off. Uh, and then, you know, they're checking Your the drain plug. Floating. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, that's some things that you got to remember. Get everything ready in the parking lot. Um, make sure that you've ran the boat yeah. before you head to the landing. There's people that will just pull it right out of the garage and, oh, it should be good to go and go down there and nothing. Put her in. And, and then the person with the trailer takes, takes off, off and goes already. get a parking spot and we can't get the boat going. And it happens and even it, to somebody to everybody. who does. Yeah, yeah I mean, but. it happens. Those things those things happen, but you try to take the precautions till they don't happen. Right. Uh, so, you know... Another thing with the boat ramp that we dealt with this last weekend is the DNRs out, uh, yep. given the, given the Talking little the aquatic invasive species stuff. Yep, and and that's really, I mean, this is getting to be a big deal, guys. I don't care if oh, you, it is. if it's you don't huge. think it's a big deal or not. I mean, the fines are getting big for people that aren't for people that aren't doing it. You know, I don't know if Minnesota still has it, Matt. You would probably know, but you have to like pass a test and even in order to trailer a boat in Minnesota. Or is that what they were they were proposing? Proposing that that never happened. I don't think it ever happened. Okay, so I'm just thinking what South Dakota. But they have a lot of like wash stations at ramps where they'll spray your boat down and all that stuff with something so that we don't transfer anything from place to place. Right. And, you know, with zebra mussels and that milfoil yeah. and, and all this sort of stuff. Don't, you know don't forget to, when you pull out, pull out of the lake, check, walk around, pull all the weeds off. Yep. Yeah, the drain weeds that everything. you can see. Yep. Yep. Drain everything. Yeah, no trans, no transporting of water anymore. You know, it right. used to be that you could keep your live well full yep. and bring your fish home. And uh, I, I don't know what the fine is here in Iowa or Minnesota or South Dakota, but, I mean, I know it's substantial. You know, and... A lot of it used to be you never had to pull the drain plug on your boat. Yep. You could just keep it in, keep it in, and go. And you know, people still get you know kind of testy about that one, just for the fact that they're like, "Well, my boat's watertight, nothing got in, so why do I got to pull it?" It's just a good idea just to pull it, just in case. Yeah. So we, it's all of our responsibility to help with that boat, uh, fishermen, pleasure boaters, anybody. Right. I guess my big question about that is, is uh, like, are they going to start making kayaks have drain plugs on them instead of being able just to tip them over so that you can make sure you get all the water out of them, some of them enclosed? Yeah, I know? never thought about that. Uh, to me, too, what about, you know, we, we talk about boats and laws. What is it? You, anything over 14 foot has to be licensed? Yeah, it might is be thirteen. What, it might be twelve, 12. In, in Iowa. Okay, anything over twelve foot needs to be licensed. Um, you know, kayaks, pond or uh, canoes, boats, yep. all this stuff. Well, what about these big inflatable things that these people have now, like these unicorn things <laughs> yeah. and all these? Some of these things are massive. Yeah, some of them water weenies that they get going yeah. around are longer than the boats. <laughs> like, what about, what about that? Why did, yep. should that be licensed? And so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. As much as well, as much as I like limited government, you know, I mean, I, I like nice, clean water, too, and, yeah. and it's it's hard to... And it's, you know, it could be coming in with... It could be attached to ducks and geese. It definitely, could be, definitely. It's never going to 
we're never going to stop it, right. but let's try to slow it down a little slow bit. Slow it down and learn how to contain it. And... and scientists, I mean, are working daily to try to figure right. out how to how to head this problem. And, and they'll figure it out. I mean, they will. They figure everything out. But, uh, yeah, until so, then, let's, let's slow her down, yeah, guys. So, and, you know, talking about boat ramp etiquette there, just be patient with each other and help each other out. There's nothing wrong with that. There's sometimes where I'm... It's tough when a person's by themselves. When, if you really think about it, five minutes, to sit and watch somebody for five minutes at the boat ramp, try to back in and out and, and having trouble and whatnot, it feels like eternity. Yeah, but it's... But in the grand scheme of things, once you get out in the water, five minutes is nothing. Right. I mean, it's it's really not sit back, relax. We're all out here to try to enjoy the exact same thing. and and. Well, I think about Saturday when we were unloading you had already put me in the water and you went and parked the truck and was coming back to get in and there was another guy in the club that was going to fish the tournament he was by himself and you were like hey you want me to back in and go yep. park it for you and he's i mean he's very appreciative of that i mean there little things like that most people would be like oh sure you know or when it i mean we didn't have no place to be we right you know we, we were 30 minutes and... 20 minutes before before blast off and I mean, I knew he was struggling when I walked down and I kind of saw it. And it's like, hey, this guy's by himself. Yeah. I mean, everybody in that in that uh, club has been more than welcoming to me, you know, the time I do my part. So, uh, yeah, no, it and it worked out good. Uh, you know, it was pretty simple. I backed him in. He, he unhooked himself, whatever. And all I had to do was go up and park for him. Gave him back his keys, told him where I parked it. And, and that was that. that. It, it saved his morning because, you know, when, when you got... Everyone in the club, 15 boats, and then, you know, how many other boats, you know, of walleye fishermen and pleasure boaters that are all trying to get out there at the same time. It's overwhelming, you know, it just is. like you said, it's overwhelming. And, you know, yeah, you're about to fish a tournament. You got that on your mind. And, and then, you know, you, you're having trouble backing in your boat. It, it That ain't how to start off your day, right. I'll tell you that. We already all woke up at 3 a.m. to get there. <laughs> so we're all a little testy. Give us a coffee and... So. Yeah, so I mean, it's just about having your boat prepared. And, That's right. You know, another thing about that is we experienced that on Saturday too about preparation of your boat. For the longest time, I've been telling myself to put a pair of jumper cables in my boat in case, you know, my starting battery drains down from running the electronics in the live well. And dumb me, I was, I kept telling myself to put them in there and I never did. And well, we needed them the other day. Yep. Because we had the, and I forgot to charge the starter battery because I, I never really charged the starting battery because usually it, by running the big motor, it kind of yep. charges itself and yeah, it didn't work, work out that way. We fished for about five hours in that one area the other morning and went to go move spots and no bueno. No go. No go. We were lucky we found some Iowa State fans even. Yeah. That had jumper cables. So, uh, no, thank, thanks, thanks to those, those three, guys. I don't know who they guys. are. But, they yeah. were very nice to us. They let us borrow them, and we were able to get the motor started. And I should have yelled Go Hawks at them as we were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Our luck, something more would have happened. Yeah, exactly. No, no, wait, wait. Hey. Yeah. Or no. then we would have clunked. Yeah, Shut exactly. Like, oh man. No, but we got going. Yeah. You were mad. I was Ooh. I was upset. I was mad at myself because it was like, come on. I know better than that. I know to have things like that. It's you got to have that 
know what size wrenches you have. You know, you can get those, you can get a wrench that can kind of flip around and has all the sizes on there. Yep. Have that along just in case you need to undo your batteries at some time. Uh, it goes along with pre-season. Always be checking your batteries, the posts and everything like that. Make sure that there's no corrosion. Clean yep. all that stuff. I cleaned up all the posts and everything like that on mine. What did I tell you right as it was happening, though? Like, These, hey, don't get worked up. Right. This is all, all part of the story, and all it'll be a fun story to tell down the road. I don't think it truly hurt us in the tournament. No. I really don't. No, I don't and, think uh, so either. And uh, I don't know. It's just... It adds it, to our story. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of fun. The day. At least it happened early in, like, somewhat early. It was about 11 o'clock. Yeah, not 2.50. Yeah, it wasn't like... <laughs> <laughs> be late like, for oh, the oh man. no no not 250 we had to weigh in we at two, two not it's three not like it was like 150 yeah, we had time and yep no we it were, ended up we, working out good, the trolling so. motor was still good so we could tool around if anything we would have had to just go across the lake with the trolling motor yep um so you know things like that make sure you have tow rope is always a good idea just in definitely, case that definitely just in case it does break down you can go uh, along with kind of the, that goes along with the boat ramp and getting everything make sure you have the proper amount of life jackets yep. a throwable in there a fire extinguisher a horn or, or a whistle and if your vehicle has four-wheel drive put it into four-wheel drive on the way on uh as as a lot of you guys have seen uh <laughs> guy with a jet skis uh it's a pair of jet skis i think on the uh, East Okaboji. East Okaboji ramp there across from Come and Go. Dumped his pickup and the jet skis and everything, the whole the whole works down into the water. And I was actually talking to a DNR officer today, and he told me that the exact same guy with the exact same rig, exact same jet skis, on the exact same weekend last year, went in on the exact same ramp <laughs> did the same i guess the tow truck guy said you want me to do the same thing i did with it last time <laughs> i feel bad even saying this on 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 the air or whatever but uh god dang it man that just sucks can you imagine that guy i mean oh i don't know it from what from what the guy who i was talking to today said is that uh there was a lot of moss slick moss yep. down at the bottom and he backed it in and i think once he started losing traction it only just made it Kept worse and going. next thing you know you're down in the drink so yeah that ain't good if, yeah. if you haven't seen it i think it's called underwater solutions on facebook it's out of milford or somewhere over there by okaboji and yeah there's there's a picture of it and looked like a pretty nice pickup and <laughs> I, don't, I don't i doubt the guy's happy so whatever didn't learn his lesson the first time no <laughs> but no yeah. with that we'll yeah, uh, just be safe out there this week you know yep. fourth of july is tomorrow and yep have a have a happy safe fourth of july and yeah enjoy it enjoy family spend some time with some family get some kids out there fishing people that have never fished before introduce them to it absolutely we got a killer show coming next week Woo, we're excited this, this is this is about the best show Kind of a big announcement that we've been working on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we asked you guys about the Mount Rushmore of fishing, and uh, today I locked in a date. Uh, we next one of the people that made it. That's right. Next week, Monday, we're going up to Sioux Falls. Me and Matt are meeting with the Ted Takasaki. Gonna record an episode with him, interview him, see what he has to say, and hopefully grab some supper with him and his fiance. And uh, I'm it's jacked. Gonna be a good time. I'm jacked. I. 
I I just couldn't even believe how nice of a guy he was messaging back and forth. I mean, way nicer than like Lorith and and guys like that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, we're we're excited to bring you that episode. So uh, yeah, check in, check back early part of next week, and should have a banger for you. Should be a good one. See ya.